0: What's up, Coastline? Um, today uh, is March twenty third, and uh, my good friend Brandon and I are sitting in front of our computers, and we're recording the uh, very first ever Coastline podcast, um, which is you know something that actually we've been talking about this for like how long now? Probably since I got here. <laughs> yeah. So which, which was I mean <laughs> two that, years like, ago, two years ago, we've been like, yeah. oh, we should do a podcast. And, um, well, I, mostly you, you've been saying we should do a podcast. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever, let's do it. And we've never done it. And now that, uh, coronavirus 2020 or whatever it is, is, um, you know, upon us here in the United States. Well, I guess pandemic means it's everywhere. Mm. But uh, as we've had to kind of, like, force ourselves to think outside the box on communications and connecting, um, this is where we're at. We're, like, making ourselves do it. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be good. Um, It's probably going to be a lot of trial and error. And then uh, also a lot of just trying to, uh, you know, we're, we're still trying to figure stuff out for our families in the midst of this as well so a lot of what we're going to be talking about isn't so much going to be like advice, is this what you should do, but more kind of, I would guess, is maybe a window into what's going on with our lives. And, you know, we'll probably offer some advice, but, um, you know, know that we're trying to probably apply it at the same time.
1: Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think it's more anecdote over advice because everyone, everyone in any instance of any part of life is reacting to their day-to-day differently than their you know than the person next to them even people that they trust and the people that they love and people they rely on and their friends their family everybody i don't know kind of adjusts their life according to you their their philosophy of life i guess so everybody is kind of reacting differently and then obviously now we've see i think we see in our face a polarization of people's philosophies and That's the problem is people are shoving their philosophy. That's how you ought to be thinking. This is how you ought to be acting and reacting. But it's kind of where we are right now, I think. I think that's why just being more anecdotal, like, hey, this is what we're doing. Like, that doesn't mean, hey, this is advice on how you ought to do it. That's just, hey, this is what we are doing. So I'd say, Brandon, for the sake of context
0: and also you know, trying to wrap my head around the fact that, you know, people could be listening to this this week, but they could also be listening, you know, a year from now. Um, Sure. You know, I think it's probably good for us to provide some context of, you know, what's maybe our relationship or, you know, how do we know each other and, you know, where we're at even in life.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So why don't you go first?
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man well i mean we've known each other our whole lives that's uh probably an understatement probably even before we were born our parents i think knew each other um at least on some level um grew up in the same church our parents were very close a close-knit group of friends um went to the same church our whole lives well, I went to different schools, but went to the same church, um, grew up in the same youth group, fell in love with the same youth pastor, ended up going to the same, uh, pseudo Bible school <laughs> afterward. Yeah. Um, split ways there for a little while, just mostly because of distance. I was in Atlanta from 2010 to whenever I moved back 2018 and there's a motorcycle going past in the background. So that's perfect cool. timing. Perfect um, timing. But yeah. And, uh, I don't even want to say reconnected, but just like re got close again. Like yeah. <laughs> in the past two years, um, yeah, we've known each other for a very it's, long time. It's
0: been a minute. Um, you know, it's our, our relationship kind of with each other's friends is uh, you know started in a ministry and it's still, and it continue it's kind of, that's kind of been a theme uh, throughout. We haven't always been in ministry at that time. You know, d- right. during different parts of our lives. Uh, but, um, you know, I think the fact that we've both known that, you know, God's got a plan and trying to do something in both of us, um, you know, is, is kind of part of who we are. Uh, there's been times where we've allowed to, you know, God's allowed that to both come together. Um, you know, if you're listening to this just in the past or in the next couple of weeks, uh, many of you guys already know Brandon because he preaches for me quite a bit. Uh, he's been on; he was on staff at Coastline for almost two years, uh, right when we launched and it was a, a, huge part in, uh, getting us to where we're at now. Uh, and even, even going through this, uh, COVID-19 coronavirus stuff, uh, has continued to be a, a helpful friend, uh, to, to myself and my wife, as well as, uh, as well as to our church. And so, um, you know, it's kind of been like, if, if we were to, you know, for me, if we're the idea of launching a podcast or doing something, extra like this um you know to do with brandon it's 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 pretty easy for me to say hey this you know this is a guy to do it with because although we've grown up together like we are not like the same we don't have the same ideas on everything we don't agree on everything you know we we think both of us kind of think outside the box and uh you know if you think of many friends for them to be together it's like they like all the same things and they agree on all the same things and that just hasn't been us, you know, it's it's, it's kind of cool. been one of those things where we we both have our unique personalities and opinions and we still, you know, whether it's grace or love or whatever relationship with one another, we still connect well. And so, you know, um, the differences, is, um, you know, don't even stop and just us even, you know, with our families and stuff. And so it's, uh, you know, I, I would say for what's going on in the world today you know, with COVID-19 and coronavirus and, and everything else like that, you know, uh, yeah, we want to, we want to start this because of it. Uh, but I think also there's a lot going on in the world that, I mean, you and I could sit and talk about for, for hours and probably give, you know, two different, um, perspectives yeah. and, and views and even opinion, you know, opinions about it, but at the end of the day, still come away with understand we're on the same team, serving the same God and, you know, i uh, going to end up in the same place at the end of life. So, right. Uh, yeah. So with that, man, tell me what's going on, you know, in, in your life for the temp, what the temperature of the world's going through right now with uh, this coronavirus stuff.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting too, because a lot of stuff for our families has changed uh, almost four years ago when we had our son. Um, uh, Natalie, my wife and I, are very like pretty easy going. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm overstepping. Maybe I'm not as easy going as I like to think. Um, kind of hippie. She's, kinda... going. she's great, man. <laughs> I mean, we live in a camper full time, so we're, we're pretty, <laughs> pretty laid back. Um, but well, I remember when we, when we first got pregnant with Lyle, our little boy, um, we were like, Oh, we're going to be those people that hand him off to anybody and let him stay over the night, uh, with grandma and grandpa and just, you know, let him be a free spirit. But, Um, I know many of you know that would be listening to this, that Lyle has a very rare, uh, metabolic disease. And so that whole idea of how we would even be parents has changed dramatically. Like everything changed. He can't stay with people. He has to eat certain, like it's everything that we thought we were going to be as parents has changed. So, Everything in the way that we look at the world, the way we look at politics, the way we look at the medical field, the way we look at faith changed almost on a dime. Um, So, yeah, the climate at our house is, um, we are big time hunker down mode. Um, We are taking all precautions like crazy precautions to the point where like i even know we look crazy but i know like i have to do what i have to do i don't have a choice like i think if natalie and i if it was just the two of us we'd be taking it seriously but probably not going to the degrees that we're going now we haven't been inside of a grocery store for almost a week now we haven't gone and if you can't do a drive through we don't do it um i even just went um to the gas station, and luckily our gas station has a drive through just to get a candy bar. <laughs> and I wiped down the candy bar with a Lysol wipe and then wiped down my card when they gave it back. Like, so extra, but it's just who we have no, to you're be.
0: Take, yeah, you're taking it seriously. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's who we have to be because the problem is if the – it's not even just worried about uh, the COVID-19. That's not even the major worry for us. Lyle, if he gets sick with anything, his – his well-being is compromised. Um, Brian knows this, and the church family knows this really well, that any small thing, we get admitted to the hospital very easily. Um, So it's not just him picking up this one virus. It's him picking up anything and potentially not having a hospital bed. So we are – and we're not like this with everything. Flu season, we do what we can do, but, you know, we could take care of it. This this is just a little more – this is putting us a little more on edge which it is frustrating because i don't i don't yeah. feel like we are really those people <laughs> so it feels weird to be germaphobes when i'm really not one <laughs> so yeah we've yeah. we've definitely ramped up a lot of our uh systems that we already have in place for you know taking care of our family making sure that lyle's uh in a good place
0: yeah and i would say i mean na- knowing natalie i mean she's our that lady is like mama bear and mama hawk all wrapped up into one man she is like you know she doesn't miss a beat she sees everything right and so uh you know to see this is even elevated elevated that you know um yeah i think the the words that you text me um uh, when this first started happening was you know quarant. you said quarantine you said you know the the Hagemans are quarantining and you know and there's so much going on in social media stuff of memes and stuff where people are you know, no, nobody's really quarantining. Like we have people out at the beach. You know, I'm I'm sitting on the condo balcony the other day, and like you know, right. there's thousands upon thousands of people at the beach, and they don't care. No one's paying attention to it. Um, but like you guys, most definitely, most definitely are, and and for good reason, right? It's one of those things where you you got to take a stand, be based off of what you value, and for protection of your family and like even it's not easy what you're going through. It's definitely not a, uh, uh convenience. At, it's, it's, you know, at all, right. But, but you're, you're making a sense because that's, that's what you value and that's what you've got to do to get through the situation. Um, on the flip side, you know, you've got me who like you're, when you text me that, like I'm literally in a different country, which they had said beforehand like, don't go to a different country. Right. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> It's like stupid, rebellious to the point of almost like irresponsible, um you know and and i kinda kind of see that now, um but like i'm you know my style of parenting is and and even how I mean, ma- Eric and I are is like we're borderline like i mean my kid could be eating dirt. And I'm like, oh, he's, it's all right, whatever. It's, it boosts his immune system, you know, <laughs> uh, which is, te- you know, more along the lines of not not really great parenting than it is being a free spirit type of thing. Sure. Um, and so <laughs> I think that mixed with, you know, growing up in a house where, you know, it's super, super right. And we talk about, you know, uh, w- what are the, the plans that people have that, you know, no one t- tells about like the government conspiracies right like sure. super i'm super into co- government <laughs> conspiracies and so this is going down and i'm thinking like oh man but so going, are we that's the problem my brain's <laughs> going so far of like oh this is someone's doing something somewhere and this is a load of crap right no i get that um and so you know to have uh, you, two very different responses to the same exact thing you know my air er- my wife erica is like mad when we're hearing about this because she's saying like, oh, it's not, it's not that bad. It's not whatever it's, you know, it's, and, and, and it's not really like, man, trying to find truth in all of this is incredibly difficult. Now, obviously, you know, we've kind of come to the conclusion, obviously we've come to the conclusion that, Hey, this is serious. This is not something we're taking lightly and we've adjusted our, the way that we're handling and, and kind of facing this. But, um, you know, the, the unique thing in that is, you know, for you and I, like our proximity in life is very close. We live in the same neighborhood. We're neighbors. Uh, our kids play together. Um, you know, the, the, we have community, and you've got multiple people in this community that are taking things in very different ways. And it's not exactly easy, but it's something that everyone has got to be respectful of. And have, has got to figure out how to like navigate through together. Right. Because we're going through something tough right now, but we're gonna get through it, right? There's there's life on the other side of it. Sure. Uh, so although it's not it's not easy, you know, um, you know, I think it's something that we we've obviously we we've had conversations for as fam- you know, as our two families together and the other families in the neighborhood to Uh, be respectful and responsible and, and, you know, try to take everything in with love. Um, And, uh, and that's, and that's kind of what we're kind of what we're pushing for, pushing through. And, you know, I think the hope is that we end up better on the back end of it.
1: Yeah. I think one thing that, and I haven't really heard a lot about it and I'm curious is how families are addressing it with trying to explain it to their children I don't think there's maybe there's not a wrong way. I think the only wrong way might be to just not explain it. But trying to figure out where your kid is at, because I mean, with there's three families, we all live next door to each other, and between the three of us, there's seven kids, six kids, six kids, right? And who
0: all who all absolutely love each other and like, right, and you're they, talking about close knit community. They're and now they're every day.
1: now they're all in their backyards. And can see each other, but they can't play. So it's it's interesting because Lyle Lyle will be four at the end of this month, and explaining to him why he can't go play with Ben and Olivia or Ben and Jack or uh, Dax or anyone that's next door is doesn't really click with him. And Olivia being what is she's five, right? Yeah. So she's gonna understand it even different, and then I think Dax is eight, so he's gonna understand it even different than that. And then I'm try- I was even thinking of people who have kids, you know. Their early tweens or teens, and like trying to explain to them like what's going on, and it is actually kind of hard because we've never seen it happen either. It's not like it happened when we were kids and it was explained to us at some point. It's like totally it's like, unprecedented. Well, ex- trying to explain to a kid something that you don't understand either is a yeah. little bit difficult. But I'm um, saying like, hey, this is just. I mean, I don't even. I don't even. Like I said, I don't think there's any advice that I could give on what to say to your kid. But I think the the only thing is don't not say something to them. Oh, let them let,
0: have the, have a the conversation.
1: Right. And, and also letting them know why some people might be taking it not more seriously, but taking uh, more precaution than others or like, we're not going to go see my family. We're not going to go see my parents. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I guess, yeah. And I know some people are being a little different with that. And that's, I don't think that's right or wrong. It's just, it is what it is. And, um, being able to tell your kids like, Hey, this is why we're not going over to see Lyle. And this is why we're not, you know what I mean? I think that's, I think that's interesting. I'm really interested to know what people are telling their 11 year old. Like, (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm curious as to, you know, the, the, the reasons why we adjust the way we are is based off a value system. Right. I mean, obviously like you value your parents' life, you value Lyle's life and, you are taking this incredibly—you're uh, not incredibly, but you are taking this very seriously. Um, you know, for me in the beginning, it w- it was not so serious. It's not to speak to devaluing or or whatever. I think it probably has a little bit more to do with uh, rebellious nature. But what are the reasons why you know we've got so many different responses from different people on this? Like, what is—is that is just upbringing? Is it just how they were nurtured growing up, or? Uh-huh. man
1: i think absolutely i think i think a lot of things come uh nurture but then nature changes you too i don't think a lot of the ways i i, I always do this me and you talk about this a lot how we always feel like we're still 17 um we're very much not we're 30, <laughs> but I, 35 so i also do the, the the other the other side of that where i literally think okay if i was sitting down with 17 year old me would I know myself? Like, would I recognize myself? Actually, if I was really sitting down, I mean, I'm 17 years removed from 17, right? Like (laughs) it, would I really be able to have the conversation that I think I'd be able to have? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so there's a nature part of who I am, but then, um, excuse me. Yeah. There's a nature part and then there, but there's also nurture and how, like uh, the same thing, like my view I can almost assure you my view on this would be much different if I had not had a little boy with, you know, special needs, you know? Um, but I also think that, man, and I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> pick at this gap too much, but the media is just so all over the place on what they're yeah. saying. I'm not saying that they're inciting anything. I'm saying that they're so all over the place where you're like, and I guess that's true of anything and people will, people will peg Fox for one thing and CNN for another, but it's, I don't even think it's that. I just think our outlet is we get too much information and we don't know actually which one's good. We we baptize one over the other for ourselves and say, this one's the right one. But when I saw a meme, of course, and I think memes are actually helping everybody right now in some way, <laughs> honestly. And that's, that's the other side is like, I think people would probably hear me and be like, oh, so you don't think this is funny. I'm like, oh, I don't think this is funny, but I do think we should be like totally open to humor at the same time. I don't think anybody's laughing at anybody dying. Everyone's laughing at just, I mean, maybe not even laughing at, but people have to keep it lighthearted. And I think if I didn't have the upbringing I had, I wouldn't even allow myself to laugh. But luckily I, yeah, I think there's a lot to do with, um, yeah. Sorry. Back to like the way people are approaching it and viewing it and thinking about it and acting and reacting upon it is because there doesn't seem to be one unison voice telling us one thing. It seems to be all over the place. And even me, I'll go back and forth. Like you said, like conspiracy. Oh my gosh. If you'd have known me in two thousand, like eight, 9, 10, I'm a conspiracy guy and I love it. It's fun. It sounds, it, feel, it makes you feel like you have a little bit of control and like maybe you know you like you found the the key or you found the secret <laughs> watch watch <Check> out sheeple <laughs> seriously yeah like so especially now when you feel like the information presented is presented and then represented by an outlet but by the same one we're like wait what do they want me to think what do they want me to feel and I, my uncle.
0: It stopped at uh, you cut off at like represented and presented. Is there any way you can go uh, back? Oh, I
1: was saying it's not always it's yeah it's not always that one news outlet saying one thing and then another saying the other. It's sometimes the same outlet is like representing something like within minutes yep. we're like wait but five minutes ago you said this. Do I need to freak out? Do I need to hoard toilet paper? Do I not like? Like, and I I go back and forth because I'm like, those idiots. And then I'm like, no, I don't know. Maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I need to get some toilet paper. Like, (laughs) yeah.
0: so it's like, you know, how do you balance the preparation with, uh, I guess. Like how many
1: many people went and bought a ton of toilet paper, got home. And then two days later went, why did I do that? Yeah. Like, (laughs) and then how many people didn't do it and went, I should have got toilet paper. So I think everyone's reaction is in we, real time and changing in real time. I
0: feel like we got to balance like the decision making. Um, and like, for, I never felt at one time, did you make the decision to respond the way you have? It, it, it's not out of fear. I, I It's definitely out of value. It's oh, sure. of, like, it's, it's done in a very um, sober minded way. It's not done like, and hey, you know, we're following the masses type thing. It's <laughs> right. It's not, it's not fear. And I feel like, yeah, I'm not anti media or anything, but I feel like there's so many people that you know, they leave the news on full time and yes, you yes. Know, I, I I love my mother in law to death, but she's this person. Erica literally had to tell her like stop watching the news. Yeah. Not because she doesn't want her to be informed, but because it's it's this thing that continues to generate fear for her. You know, and and it's probably there's, you know, we could get into a a, a whole nother podcast on, you know, media's representation of the world today and whether it's negativity or fear or whatever that draws it. Uh, But more importantly, I kind of want to get to like the reason why we're making the decisions that we are. Um, You know, how do we how do we do it in a in a godly way? Because both of us are followers of Christ. How do we do this? How do we make these decisions the way that we're supposed to as followers of Christ And then also, like, how do we continue to uh, work out, like, our connection with one another? Because the Mm. way that you feel about something, the way that I feel about something, the way that our neighbor Eric feels about something, like, none of us are all in the same, in the same place with most things. Yeah. But there's, there's still got to be a way of, like, if we're, we're supposed to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, like, we've got to process through that as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a big, man, a big piece of empathy. I feel like that gets lost in, in panic, panic, you immediately think of self-preservation and there is nothing wrong with self-preservation because I mean, we've probably all heard the, the analogy before that if a plane's going down, you put on your mask first, like, and then you can help others. And I, I totally get that. I'm not, I don't, I, the problem is a lot of times what we do in situations like this is we put on our mask and we don't help anybody else put on theirs or even care if anybody else does, we go into only self-preservation mode. And yeah, Jesus, and gosh, especially all throughout the New Testament, even in the old, if you, if you know how to read it, (laughs) it is all about the other God's plan for humanity was, he was using Israel to, you know, to show him to the world. Um, And then they dropped the ball and they dropped the ball and he brought him back and he dropped the ball. And then, I mean, Jonah's a great story um, told to go to Nineveh and doesn't go because he doesn't think that these people deserve it. And he's basically hoarding um, being the people of God for himself. And then finally with a little bit of animosity, (laughs) he ends up going. And um, I think when we read the words in the Bible, when it says one another, or it says the other, it really means it. It really means that, yeah, man, salvate like saved, we say hurt people, hurt people, saved people, save people. Like that's, that is the heartbeat of, of the way of the Christian walk is it's not just for you. It's for everybody else too. And I think that's a posture, especially as Christians, as, as Jesus people that, yeah, fix your stuff and get, get where you need to be. But if, you're sitting in a house full of toilet paper someone else doesn't have it and that's just that's an easy analogy because that's what's going on now but um that's just that's the case with anything um is uh, there's a there's a verse i believe it's in acts where it says that uh everybody gave gave everything that they had to the apostles and the apostles divided it up among them evenly um i think that's kind of what i have that i have just a little bit too much of that someone else doesn't have enough of whatever that is and whether that's time, whether that's space. And um the biggest part of that I think isn't really registering with some people is this quarantining is not just for you. It's for everybody else around you. Like the social distancing, whether you're whether you're hunkered down quarantine like a crazy person, like not leaving your house and keeping the lights off, or or if you know, the biggest thing is not about you having it and giving it to someone else. It's about like just slowing that down, slowing down who gets it, how they get it and giving the hospitals, you know, um, plenty of time and space to, to take care of the people who do, because people, I mean, obviously people in this country are being affected by the virus right now as we speak. And um, I don't know if you know the, the exact statistics, but there's only hundreds of thousands of hospital beds in our country. And there's millions upon millions of people so it's it's about just slowing it down and um that we knowing who is most vulnerable. Like Lyle, we don't know. Lyle actually might not be most vulnerable, but um people like him and elderly people and people with pre uh preconditions, um they are the vulnerable right now. And me, I don't have really anything to worry about. But one I would I would love to think that. Even without Lyle, I would be taking the steps for my neighbor. You know what I mean? And not just yeah. to keep myself from getting sick.
0: Yeah, I was, ta- I was listening to a doctor online or whatever you're saying that, man, the best way to uh, you know, protect yourself or your family uh, from this is to act in a way like you have it. You know, so right. like if, if you had it, you wouldn't want to give it to people that are around right. you. And right. So you would adjust the way you live in in that way. And so to think of that and and and, and honestly, man, what spurred this a lot, a, a long lot is that when you text me when this was just happening, you, know, you were preparing, you know, for this change or whatever um, you actually addressed. You, you said, man, you know, we should try to uh, love and respect <laughs> each other through this. And it was a mass text to a, a group of people. It wasn't just you and I, but. And that part of love, I think, is incredibly important because, you know, with the how politically charged the atmosphere or the the world is today, you know, we, we've we somehow taken a stance of like, if you don't believe the way that I believe, then I'm going to force it down your throat until you do or we're no longer we no longer have a friendship. Or right.
1: Or care. cut you off. I think that's yeah. the, the bigger danger is like, if you don't think like I think I cut you off. And I'm like, that's not yeah. empathy.
0: I don't think that that's definitely not love and not at all. You know, there's this huge part of as a follower of Christ of Jesus says the most important commandment is to love God with all and then stops the people he's talking to and says and is equally important. So the thing that is as equally as important as loving God, the maker of creator of heaven and earth is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. You you think like you can't have that position you can't have that position of like well I'm right and you're wrong everyone's just stupid or whether whether they're you know e- either way whether it's you know you're having you're a position of uh you know we're quarantining we're putting everybody in a bubble and you've got your next door neighbors like like you, st- you still got to that are out having bonfires you still got to figure out how to love them and and approach them in in a sp- that specific way right how do you share uh the love of jesus not about like have you heard the good news it's about like how you, you know, carry yourself and how you connect and love the people that are around you. And, yeah. and the same thing the other way, like if you're, man, one of these conspiracy theorists that you're like, no, this is all just about the government trying to print more money or whatever, or <laughs> you know, who knows, get rid of, you know, cats. I don't know. Um, whatever it is, it's like, you still have got to understand that like there's people in the world that don't believe the same way you do. Don't think the same way you do. Right. You're still called to love them. Right. And so, you know, the the only thing, man, if, if, if there was any advice that we could give people, man, that, you know, I've got two things probably. The first one is the Bible's real clear that God has not given us a spirit of fear. Right. And so if we're doing things that are, uh, growing fear in us or building fear, like sitting there and watching the news 24-7, like stop, like be informed, get informed, you know, talk to some friends or find out, you know, Facebook is not the place to be finding your news, by the way. But, sorry, you, oh man, it just slowed down whenever you were saying, whatever you're saying. Start over. I said something about Facebook and you, what did you, what I just response? laughed.
1: You no, know, I just laughed. Yeah,
0: so, you know, Facebook is not the place to be, to be getting your news, but stay informed, but don't live in fear. You know, don't, don't let, don't let there be something in your life that continues to like breed fear. And if having the news on 24 seven is doing that, man, cut that sucker off. You know, I don't go see scary movies. There's lots of people that love scary movies. I don't do it because I know I'm going to be walking through my house in the middle of the night and I'm going to be afraid. Right. So I'm not going to shoot shooting everything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Seriously, you know, so so like i challenge people don't let there be something in your life that breeds fear that's the first thing yeah the second thing is more important than ever you know uh the the church the big c church has an opportunity i mean, I mean when i say the big c church i'm talking about like the follow, followers of christ you right. know, people of the way i'm not talking about coastline i'm talking about uh you know people that follow christ uh, we have an opportunity in this to love outside of what people would expect In you know, when it comes to either continuing to push the fear or push our own opinion or whatever. We have an opportunity to, to really share love in this. And, and I think it's part of our responsibility, not only protecting what we value in our families, uh, but also uh, loving our neighbors is, is something that we should value yeah as well
1: yeah that's yeah that's interesting I was I've been thinking about that a lot is um, the church historically is known um, for going out of their way to help people and I I, I think about it a lot because I'm curious if that's what we're known for now especially in the west at like in the states and are we known for going out of our way to help Others or are we are we known for something else, especially like in a political landscape sometimes I think we're known for um, being the evangelicals that put Trump in office, which i don't really even think that that's a problem. I don't think that that's a problem, but if that's the only thing or the biggest the best thing we're known for is how we vote. I think that might be an issue. I think we should be known for being the biggest, lovingest community on the face of the planet. I mean, if we 're the body of Definitely. Christ. For we're the body of christ we shouldn't just be the body that says know all the right things and vote we should be the body that's out there walking and you know putting hands on and at this point not putting hands on i think we need to yep. know a when and where um because i've seen a lot of people throw out verses about um that the disciples went in and touched the leper knowing that they could get leprosy and i'm like well this is a little bit different this is a don't touch the leopard because you might give him coronavirus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is this is a little different. This is Yeah. Yeah, I think there's um there's a lot of about
0: like what the church should be known for. And if I had to hmm. bet that be before two weeks ago, if you were to ask someone who is unchurched, what they would say the church is known for is a weekend event.
1: Yes. Hmm. Uh,
0: and I can't help but think that you know, we're in a place now where like that is not that's not acceptable it's, or and it's doable. been taken
1: and it's been taken away from us completely. Yeah. And now so what are you going to do? Part of me is like,
0: like, I, you know, I'm not, don't quote me on saying like God caused the coronavirus, please. Oh my God. I'm no. Saying. But <laughs> I do think that in this type of situation, we have an opportunity to adjust what the church should be known for. Absolutely. It's not a weekend event. It's not a podcast. It's not a, uh, a live thing on Facebook, which is all things that we're doing. I think are good. Sure. But more importantly, it's like how do we love the community and help the community that we're in? That's what yeah. the church
1: should be. doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a there's a, a pastor that I really like. His name's David Hayward, and um, he he put this out today, and I thought it was really good. He said it is a biblical concept to sacrifice a life for the greater good, but it meant your own life, not the lives of others. <laughs> I think that's really good. Like. It's because I think people are feeling like, well, I'm having to give up a lot of stuff and a lot of freedoms to, to you know, adjust to what people think I ought to be doing. It's like the answer is, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, you have to sacrifice some things right now. And that sucks. I get it. And I know, I know for some of us that means job loss and that, that, that hurts. It's, um, I think it's interesting, too, to think uh, like, oh, I'll just go out and do stuff dude, there's nothing to go out and do right now. Everything's closed. Everything's shut down. Like you're, you can't be like, nah, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go eat out anyway. It's like, well, you can't. (laughs) It's interesting. It's almost like a force, a forced sacrifice in some way.
0: If you were to, um, Brandon, if we were to give some people some uh, advice or ways that they could, love or help um you know in in their community how how can we help the the church not coastline but the church in general Mm. how can we help them be the best that they can be or do what they're supposed to be doing during during this time
1: how like just people in general yeah like
0: how do we uh, you know to our neighbors or you know to the community that we're in how do we how do we do what comes next
1: yeah. And that's, that's hard. Cause it's going to be family to family. Um, right now my personal, uh, income has, has adjusted a little bit. Um, I, I have a small business. I have a small lawn business and one of my accounts had to drop because they can't afford to do lawn service right now. So everyone's situation is going to be different. My wife actually put something out the other day, um, about if you're someone who budgets really well and you could be thinking of right now as a time to go, Oh, some of the things that we do, like, right. uh, We do uh, we have a restaurant budget for the month of how much we spend at restaurants. And we could be like, Oh, well now we're being forced to not go to restaurants. Now we can just save that money. Instead, what we've done is intentionally um, still try to take that money and get it to people that would be working in restaurants. If you I understand not everybody's going to have that, um, not everyone's gonna have that ability. So it's kind of it's kind of individual. Um some some people I probably wouldn't even know what to tell them, but one big way is hey, um I'm not saying go crazy, but follow some of the guidelines, practice social distancing. That's that's yeah. empathy, that's love. Um if you are someone who's not being directly affected financially and you know someone who is, um help them out, do whatever you can. Um we know uh, our neighbors, their family, they both husband and wife um lost their job just this week because they w- work in the food industry, which when times are booming, you can make a lot of money working in the food industry and then it's it's just gone um yeah um man I think my sister's a,
0: a hairdresser she's obviously oh, yeah. they've shut that down yep, not doing anything mm-hmm. you know, we've got uh, a a family friend that both of us do that single mom of three kids that kills it as a waitress she works super hard
1: oh she's the best obviously
0: obviously she ain't doing any of that right now right um but um yeah i mean i agree with you i think if you have the ability to help people like this is this is the time this is this is prime time to be able to be be able to do that um you know, if you're looking, uh, I'll give a couple of avenues of of ways people can help if they want to. Um, one one I think sticks out most than the rest, but um, you know, uh, we've got a good friend of ours, Eric Lancaster, who uh, runs an organization here in Volusia County called Bridging the Gap, and uh, he provides. Right now, I think he provides uh, meals to something like 200 families uh, a month. Um, I think that's right. Yeah. But he, he does, like, life coaching. He's doing he's doing a lot of stuff. But right now, like, obviously, because people are losing their jobs and not able to feed their families, like, the need is going through the roof. Um, and he's still committed to be helping them out. And so, you know, I think if, if someone's looking for a way to uh, to give or to help, uh, man, donate some food or um, – I think he's even setting it up where, like, people can drive up to his office. and yes like he'll walk out with gloves and like, yep. you don't, you don't have to go in, you know, still practice good social distancing. Uh, but to be able to help families that are still in need for, for food, you know, to right. uh, a lot of people want to go buy stuff. Don't go buy, man, don't go buy stuff. Just drop off some money or, uh, you know, we'll, whatever the, um, the way that we're posting this is, I'm not sure exactly how yet, but our, our tech guy, TJ, he'll take care of it. Whatever the way you're listening to it in the description, will have some type of way that you can, click and check out bridging the gap if you want to yeah that's that.
1: uh be the bridge.org is his website and you can give through a through uh through paypal and you can set recurring monthly giving if you want um yeah it's actually it's actually the probably the best way to to give is food is food is a really good way but if you can if in any way help them financially if you got a one-time gift or if you can give uh monthly that would be awesome they they do so much good and there's a there's right now than there has been so anything helps
0: yeah I, and I correct me if i'm wrong i think he told me it's like a dollar a person or a dollar a meal or something like that he can feed people for you know so if you donate 20 dollars, pretty much is going to provide a meal for 20 people or 20 meals for one person um and he does a great job of putting it all together him and his wife cynthia are fantastic and um and yeah so that's a great way to help out financially if you want to um you know, ask. I think more than anything, though, um, your physical neighbors—the people that live around you. It's important to connect with them in in a way that's uh, respectful of social distancing. But I mean, we're yelling in the yards and stuff. Our kids look like little prisoners next to the <laughs> the, the <laughs> gates or whatever. But but there's still there's still opportunity to connect. And um, man, I think that that building a relationship in a loving way is um, is is equally important. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I think that's, that's another, that's another big one is, man, we're, we're home a lot now, (laughs) whether we like it or not. And, um, text someone, call someone that you haven't called in a while, message someone, if you, if you know, some, someone who might be, um, medically compromised or someone, someone that's in the more vulnerable place, just check in. You don't have to go to their house, but check in, ask them if they need anything. And man, there's people that can't can't do there's a lot of stuff people can't do right now and if if you can we we are ordering everything right now through like instacart we aren't going into physical grocery stores but i mean if you like i said if you are in any way in a place where you can help someone um, financially money itself or text someone that you know maybe doesn't need to be going to the grocery store and ask them if you could add something to your cart and just drop it off at their door. Do I mean there's I don't know yeah, there's that's great there's a there's a lot of ways to to be helping our our neighbor as you know as Christ just as have a mindset
0: system. just have a mindset that's not just all about you man right right that's, that's a big part Jesus was such a, a a man that served the people around him and I think that's one of the things that he's you know when you talk about love your neighbor as yourself that word love in America is, is terrible. We've got Mm. one word to describe 86 different things. Yeah. But one way to love is, is by your actions, you know, not just, not just your words. Um, Brandon, I'm looking at the timer. It looks like, you know, we're, we're at about an hour, which I know we were talking to trying to do like 30 minutes and
1: yeah, I knew that wouldn't, I knew that wouldn't happen.
0: (laughs) All of it was, all of it's been pretty good so far. So, you know, I think it's something that we'll definitely be doing again, but, um, you know, for right now, if there's, if people got questions or want to reach out to you and connect with you, you got any way of, yeah, I don't know if you want to give people your email or anything like that, or.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can find me on, on a Facebook, Brandon Hageman, H-A-G-E-M-A-N. I'm on Instagram at I don't even know what it is. Beef underscore DB. I think that's what it is. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you can email me. I'm really, really bad with email, but it's Brandon, the letter M the letter H 85 at com.
0: Sweet. And, um, uh, you can find me on Instagram, Brian Nichols with ones instead of eyes because the real Brian Nichols already took the name first. Um, yeah, that guy's no good. <laughs> And, uh, if you don't want to email me, you can at brian at coastline NSB.com. If, um, if you are listening to this and you're a member of coastline church, that's great. Um, you know, but if you're not, man, I think that's even, even better. And so if someone shared this with you, I hope you got something out of it. This has been great for us. Um, and I think is continue to help us with, uh, what we're leading our families through. And, uh, man, I, I hope you guys know that, uh, you know, as we're going through it all, we're, um, I'm definitely praying for you guys, and uh, I hope that uh, God and uh, His Holy Spirit will continue to give us what the best way is that we're supposed to be walking and doing life, and uh, stay safe and be protected, and uh, stay and distant. Stay, stay <laughs> distant.
1: Uh,
0: so cool. This has been the first ever uh, Coastline Podcast, and uh,
1: Pod One, Take One.
0: Part one, take one. We'll see y'all next week. Bye, Coastline. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.